This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. My name is Mike Demo. Today I want to share lessons from spending 90 days with no alcohol. I'm going to talk about why I did it, the impact that it had on my life, and why it might be a good idea for you to disrupt some of your current habits to start to see what life could be. So back in March, with me recording this in July, I did an evolution with my coach, uh, Ryan Nidell. And I got a fantastic amount of information, skills, tips, tricks, hacks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Money well spent is the crux of the whole point there. And at the end of the evolution that we did, it was offered up to do a 90-day challenge with no alcohol. Inevitably, for some people in in this uh, audience, that's not too much of a big deal. If that's you, for whatever reason, having drinks didn't speak to you or you didn't find value in it, totally get it. But if you're more like me for the majority of my adult life, and as a matter of fact, going back all the way to my high school years even, alcohol has been a part of your life in some fashion whether in a celebratory manner or more like it has been many times for me, a sedation tool. You see, when the challenge was brought up, I followed one of the rules that I've learned, which is, is it an F yes or an F no? You can figure out what the F means. But instantly make a decision. Are you all in? Are you completely out? And I decided, what the heck? What's the worst that could happen for me with the body goals that I have, You know, being that I'm getting married pretty soon, to not take in the additional calories even that having all this alcohol on a regular basis would put into my system? So I raised my hand. Yeah, all in. Got it. And then I started to think about when's the last time I'd spent 90 days not having any alcohol whatsoever. You see, my house when I was growing up, and in a later episode I'll go through the custody battles that were my existence when I was a child. But at my mom's house, I had the entire downstairs of the house, which included a 20-foot bar. The rules were simple. No police, no ambulance, no fire trucks. Nobody drives home. Got it. Not a problem. So my house would be one of the party houses. So if you imagine me at 17, I had one of my friends, Jay. He'd be the bouncer at the door or I'd rotate it sometimes. But I would literally have somebody at my front door grabbing keys 
Now, I also had a bartender, like legitimately one of my friends would bartend for some of the rest of my friends. Crazy to think about when you're 17, but I know people that are in their 40s that aren't as responsible as I was at 17 when it came to that. And inevitably, some kids would drink too much. That would also include me sometimes. Um, when you're 5'9", 145, 150 pounds, probably not the best idea to do a 10-shot challenge. But I've been ambitious my entire life, I suppose. And that'd be every weekend, whether at my house or we'd select it and rotate designated drivers to go to one of my other friends' houses. That would be what we did on the weekends. Now, when I went to boot camp in November of 2000, I went there after having a three-day absolute monster party at my house. Three days straight, we filled a adult full-size fridge with beer twice and cleared it out. And we filled an entire garbage bag with hard liquor bottles. To say that it was a um, 36-hour, I I don't want to cuss, so poop show, um, disaster, whatever it would be, hot mess, that's what it was. And then I spent 12 weeks in Paris Island, South Carolina, having no beverages whatsoever. God, that just made me remember about... That's when I started to lose a lot of my friends, actually, when I got back. Because I saw a lot of my friends doing the same thing. They were doing what was called robo-tripping. Which is drinking vodka and robitussin. I'm still not sure why you would drink a bottle of vodka and a bottle of robitussin. That just seems like a good way to kill every healthy cell in your body something for another episode perhaps but I was more infrequent with my uh, drinking might be weekly at that point Um, but I was still in the same environment so it would you know it would happen friends would come over we'd throw a couple back and play playstation playstation 2 And, you know, that's what it was. And that was basically my life until I went to Iraq in 2004. When I was in Iraq, we, for some reason, followed home country rules. We didn't want to offend the people we were bombing. So we did not have alcohol on base. In hindsight, with the job that I had, probably not the worst idea. You know, you definitely don't want to be hungover when you're controlling airstrikes. It's frowned upon I'd imagine I do remember uh, for the Marine Corps birthday which is in November um, we were supposed to have a big party and they were going to bring us some beers uh, to the base we're at you're only going to get two but then we had uh, Operation Phantom Fury or Al-Fajar F-A-J-R and We postponed it because we had to level the city of Fallujah, take out all the insurgents there. So it wasn't until, I think it was December, but they postponed the party. 
and I was able to have my two beers and one of my leadership tendencies is to take care of my people so I managed to get them a couple extra and in the process get myself a couple extra sales training is good training I suppose and it's the craziest thing to be absolutely on your butt because you've had three beers it's like oh my god I'm like 14 again this is crazy and then I got back stateside in February of 05 and it was really you know out of boredom a lot of the time there's nothing to do in Chicopee Massachusetts before smartphones and like internet were really available up there which it sounds like I'm talking about the middle of Kentucky I've been to Kentucky I used to cover it it Kentucky's better in a lot of places and we would just be stuck at this crappy hotel and drink beer it was what we did it was a social thing to do and that was pretty much status quo until my second deployment uh, to Africa once again limited opportunity to have beverages overseas but these were you know these seven month periods not really Africa because we did have some access but like Outside of being outside of the country and like not really having an option, I'd never made a conscious decision to be completely sober for an extended period of time. As you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about the longest period of time since you first had drinks that you've just not touched it. And I'm waiting, and you're thinking about it, and like, God, that's been a pretty consistent part of my life. But does it serve us? I don't know. You see, in my 90-day challenge, one, I lost 10 pounds probably just from not drinking, which that's awesome. But the amount of mental clarity that I had when I wasn't sedating was amazing. Now, it wasn't easy for so many reasons. I mean, when I do date night with Lauren, she has a cocktail. I have a seltzer with lime. Not my normal go-to. Or when I went to a Yankees game with my best friend... And we got to meet the owner of Stan's, which is a bar just down the road. I had a water at a bar pre-gaming for a baseball game. Or the numerous dinners, events, parties. It was a conscious decision, and I remember at day 45, I said, just the hell with this. I'm done. I poured myself a nice tall glass of whiskey with an ice cube. And I was ready to just have it. Told Lauren, I get the idea. I understand why 
Ryan asked us to do this. I'm good. I'm done. I'm tired of this nonsense. I'm like, let's go. So got her a drink, had mine in the cup holder on my couch, and I didn't touch it. It sat there through the entire movie. And I ended up just putting it in the fridge with a cover on it. Because my thought is whiskey is probably not going to get moldy because it's basically fire water. And it sat for weeks in there. Lauren ended up cleaning the fridge and pouring it out. But what changed that made that happen? What changed was I decided to hell with Ryan. I respect that bejesus out of him, love him. But it wasn't enough for me to do this challenge for him. It wasn't enough for me to do it with the rest of the members that had gone through the life optimization challenge. I decided that I wanted to do it for me. Because I'm number one on the totem pole. If I can't take care of myself, I can't be present for Lauren. I can't be present in my business. So I want to do it for me so that I know that I can. And I did. And on day 91, I poured myself that same nice glass of whiskey and I sipped on it it set me completely on my backside because obviously my ability to consume it changed a little bit and I've come full circle see what I'm realizing is I like my body and I like myself a lot better when I don't drink. I don't see how it serves me to have drinks every day like I used to. Whether it's just one to relieve stress or whatever it is, it doesn't help me with my clarity, with my body, with my ability to connect with Lauren and the other people that I love, which means inevitably it does not serve me. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever have a drink again. Far from it, I'm sure. But I want you, as you're listening, to be cognizant of not only when you're drinking, but why. See, personally, I love the taste of a good IPA. I do. I love the taste of a good whiskey, like, uh, and I know Jack Daniels, Lead Slingers, uh, who's the guys behind uh, Black Rifle Coffee for the most part. I know those aren't some creme de la creme served for $1,000 a glass in New York, but I like, legitimately like the way they taste. So I'm not going to 
be absolute that I will never have a drink again, but I'm going to be cognizant of whether I'm doing it for social anxiety, whether I'm doing it because of stress, or is it that I truly just like the way that something tastes? And as the name of this podcast would suggest, I'm suggesting you do that same thing because if you use that intention to disrupt your current habits, to see if they serve you or not serve you, you'll be able to make the changes to live the life that you've always wanted. I'm Mike Demo, and I appreciate your time.